Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to have in Wonderland a huge mentor of mine. Amanda Russell is here, and Amanda is the body and brains behind the amazing fitness empire, AR Fit. She's a TV personality, trainer, athlete, healthy living expert, runner, and above all, I've learned just connecting with her a little bit that she's a super down-to-earth, inspiring person. So I'm thrilled to have her here to tell her story in her own words today. But before we do, here's just a little bit about Amanda. She's been called the Carrie Bradshaw of fitness and has the innate ability to break outside the box, get inside your head, and transform you both mentally and physically. Amanda is bridging the gap between fitness, food, fashion, and fun. She believes that fitness is a catalyst for positive change and definitely leads that in her own life. So she lives in her own version of Wellness Wonderland, and I am so excited to talk to her a little bit about that today. So thank you so much for being here, Amanda. Oh, wow. What a great, what an introduction. Thank you so much. I'm blushing. Yay. You're so sweet. Thank you for making this, this happen. Yay, I'm super excited. So let's jump right in with your story. So like I said, you live in a wellness wonderland of your own. Um, but how did you get there? Did you grow up having this passion for fitness and health? Where did it all really start for you? Uh, it started for me, my, uh, I grew up in northern, uh, northern Ontario, Canada, and my dad was always, he loved, loved, loved exercise, just being active. Um, he's a a physical education teacher, a phys ed teacher, and just really good with kids. Um, and so I sort of grew up with this sort of idea that it was fun. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, for weight loss or for health reasons, it was really just cause it was fun. Um, and then when I got into high school, I really wanted to play basketball actually. And I've always been very tiny my whole life. And I remember the basketball coach said to me that I, had a, I had a runner spot in, in the nicest way possible that basically I was too small to play basketball and that I should go out for the running team. And I remember thinking, well, that kind of feels like the reject team that because it's the only team you don't have to make and you don't have to try it for. You just walk on. It feels like everyone that can't make any other sport is, goes to the running team. But I figured I'd, since I couldn't make the basketball team, I would give it a shot. And my in that realization, it was kind of like, beginner's luck, whatever it was for fate. Um, my little body had finally now had a purpose because I was a very good runner. Um, and I ended up running my way right to a full athletic scholarship, um, down in the U S down to Virginia. And, um, so then all of a sudden it was like running became my, my identity, my career. It was like something I was good at. Something it was like something I loved. It was my passion. Um, it wasn't until I got injured that I realized that this was about so much more than exercise to have, to know what it's like to have your body as your tool and to be able to move and what it does for your head. And then to have it all taken away where you really can't do anything. 
it was when I noted, when I realized the importance of fitness as so much more than just exercise. And I was determined to get back to a form of fitness, meaning, um, in a way that would be new to me because I now, I now could no longer run. So I had to figure out a new way to get back, but I knew that I knew what the feeling was like to be there. And so I was kind of, I got back into this because I really was really doing it for myself at the time. Just how do I, how do I get back into shape? How do I like feel good again? Mm, that's such an inspiring story that you were able to, to do that. So I guess um, going off that for a second, this just came up for me talking a little bit about injuries and um, with people, because I'm sure you're not alone. And even in my own life, certain injuries prevent you from doing what you love. How do you get back on and heal yourself and really not and even if you could speak to getting the point before the injury happens to really taking care of yourself and making sure you're not pushing yourself too far to the point of injury do you have any advice there yeah I mean I think um I think like a lot of athletes I learned the hard way I pushed everything too far um, I think there's a certain point when you're, when you, you're, and as an athlete, as when it's your career, you um, sacrifice a lot of different things for it. Um, and as a, you know, I look back and I kind of shake my head because I'm like, wow, I was like, I felt like I was brainwashed in terms of thinking like the more, the more, whatever, if it hurt, just run through it, push yourself through it. Um, and literally pushed myself out of the sport because I broke my body down to a point that was just, I mean, it literally broke down. Um, but it's very easy for me. Even now I have that personality type that's, you know, I very extreme and very intense and want to do more. And I think that it's almost, I admire people that sort of, um, are a little more laid back and you have to listen to your body. And if there's one thing that my injury taught me was that if you go, when you, when you go through an injury like that, you learn that it is so much more worth it to listen to your body when something starts to hurt and it gets worse as you continue to run on it, uh, swim on it, whatever it is you're doing, that, that means it's time to scale it back. Just stop that extra five minutes, that one workout could sideline you for months. So it's better to just skip the workout and give yourself a few days than to try to push yourself through sickness or injury or whatever it is. Mm, that's such good advice. That's that's a tweetable right there. I love that. Um, yeah, a tweetable. I like it. So when you were so when you were in that space of um, pushing yourself, and then you had the injury, and then decided to find fitness in another way. When did you decide that you were going to make that your passion, your life's work, and turn that into a career? How did you make that shift? Um, it kind of happened very organically. I went, I was working in consulting when I was first in New York after my injury and knew that I, you know, I, I knew what it felt like to be, to work really hard, to be passionate about something, but also, um, to love it. And I felt like what I was doing, sitting in a cube for 12 hours a day was not passion. And I wanted, I need, I needed to figure out that feeling again. And like, how do I go about having a career that I that I just love this much. If you're going to be spending your, your, your life doing so much of your, of your work, you want to love it. And I really felt like that was my calling was to get back into fitness. But I was like, how do I do that on a bigger scale? That isn't just working one-on-one with people, training people on a gym. I feel like it's, it's so much more than just working one-on-one and training people with dumbbells. 
Um, and so I started writing a blog about it um, when I was in, I decided to go back to business school and I was doing an MBA at the time. And I, um, at the same time, I happened to land a modeling campaign and sign with Wilhelmina, which has a massive fitness modeling division. And that's what I did. So at the same time I was writing this blog and I was making all these connections in the fitness world, um, in the magazine world and sort of gaining traction and gaining this following. And I really felt like the future was in digital and to not just be able to write about it, but to be able to show people, people wanted the workouts. They don't want to just read about them. They want to see them. Um, and it's hard to sometimes explain in like a paragraph how to do one simple exercise. Um, and so that sort of, that's how it kind of just spiraled. Um, and then I ended up signing with a big production company in LA and now I've partnered with Trium Entertainment, which they are the creators of The Biggest Loser. And we're looking to take things, this is sort of the next generation of fitness. I feel like, you know, we are not, my market is not typically the, you know, this is about losing 150 pounds, morbidly obese. This is about fitness as a lifestyle and about what it does for your confidence, what it does for your career, your personal relationships. It's really a lifestyle. Mm, I love that. It's really cool. It just made me think of something. Marie Forleo just recently had a video and she was talking about what it takes to be a really productive person. And her number one piece of advice to be really productive was that really productive people work out. And that is something that really sets people apart from the rest. It seems like, oh, I don't have enough time. But it's like, if you make that time, you'll have more time for other things and to build your business and to be an entrepreneur. And that really goes to show in your life. So um, I'd love to talk a little bit more about business and how you would recommend um, someone getting started with building their own business or getting started as an entrepreneur, having the confidence to go out on your own and support yourself through doing what you love. Do you have any advice there for people trying to make that shift? Yeah, absolutely. I think that whatever field you're in right now, you have to have a digital presence in some form to show you're like, it, it is your, it's your, it's more than a bio. It's let's say you're an interior design. You need to have a blog that, you know, writes about your just journal, some of your thoughts, your projects, your pictures of your creations, having that platform that people can follow, that they can really get to know what you're, what is it that you're all about. And even as a business person myself, when I look to hire somebody, I'm like, I, one of the things I look for is, oh, you're really passionate about fitness. Like, do, do you have a blog? Do you have a website? Is there anywhere I can go to sort of see what you're up to? Um, so I think that that says a lot, you know, even you go to, it's amazing when you go to like a hair salon and you have the, the hairdresser who writes a blog and you're like, wow, that's so cool. I mean, like that just seems like there's so much more yeah. invested. There's so much more current. Um, they, you can build a community that way. You get noticed that way. Um, you never know who's going to be reading it. It's something you can grab people's attention with, and I think that is vital in starting whatever you're starting. It's free. It's cheap. There's no capital requirement investment. It's just literally start with a blog. Uh, I love that advice because I, as you know, I adore blogging, and I think it's an amazing platform, and it's really cool to hear you speak about how important it is to any career. Um, what do you think, after saying that, um, since – for sometimes with older generations, it's hard for them to understand why blogging is so important. Why do you think that it, it is what it is and it can really open doors for people? I think you kind of already mentioned it, but I'd love if you could talk a little bit more about the importance of it. I mean, it shows your, your knowledge on the subject, your expertise in the subject, but more so than that, 
than anything. It shows you're passionate about it enough to write for free, to write about it. It shows that you're invested. Um, and it also shows your perspective. So like if, you know, whatever it is, whether it's fitness, whether it's food, it kind of shows the way that you talk about things, your philosophy, it really enables someone to really get inside your head and be able to understand you and what you're all about. Mm, That's perfect. I love that. So being an entrepreneur and this life that you've built for yourself, would you say that there are, um, any specific qualities that someone who wants to, be an entrepreneur and create their own business, something that you really noticed in you that has been really helpful or beneficial? Yes. You got to be, you got to be really hungry for it and you got to really want it because there's, it's, it's just like, I compare it a lot to, um, to running. It's a lot of the race is not won in the race. It's run in all the background, like all the training. And so there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes that people just tend to think that they see, they see the glamour or they, they see like you doing well, or they see the, the fruit, the fruit from the trees, but they don't see sort of what went on to get there. Um, and you have to kind of, you're going to go through a lot of times where you're thinking you're, you, where you feel like you're working and working and getting nowhere. But when you work through it and you really believe in yourself, you'll look back one day and realize how far you've come. And I think that you have to have confidence, even if you have to fake it sometimes, you have to have the confidence that, you know what, this, what I'm doing, I, I believe in it. And I'm, and anyone you want to work with, you know, I'm giving you the opportunity to work with me versus, you know, the, the, the attitude that's more like, please help me, please work with me, please, please take me on. No, when you, when you phrase it that way, people aren't going to be attracted to want to work with you. You have to make, you have to really own it, own whatever you do and make it an opportunity and exciting thing to be part of. You are so wise. Another tweetable. I love that. So when you built up your following or when you were just getting started, I'd love to zoom the lens back to that a little bit. How did you build your following? You talked a little bit about your target audience and who they are, but how did you know who they were, where they were, and how to reach them? Um, you know, it's kind of, it's a little bit of trial by fire. It's a little bit of thinking that I knew who my target audience was and then kind of really, and then as you kind of get further, you kind of you kind of shape and, and see what, what is really resonating. Um, the, 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 one of the great things about being digital is that you get the feedback right away, real time. You, you get to know exactly what's resonating and what people are liking and who those people are. Are they moms? Are they teenagers? Who are they? And you can kind of respond and react, um, accordingly. Um, what was, sorry, what was the first part of your question? Just how you really built oh, up God, that built, following, yes. getting started. Um, yeah, so that so I think that being one of so there's a few key tips here. One of them is being really, really personally responsive and engaged. People want to know that you're they're getting responded to. It's like you know how many times you leave a comment on a blog, and if someone if the if the writer actually responds to you, it just feels so good. It feels like you were heard. Yes. I think that would, yes, I think that is so important. I read every single comment. I think possibly out there. I read every single email and I spend way too much time responding personally to everything that I can. Um, because I think that that is, so this is my child. Like I feel like that this is my community. It's really important. And the other thing to build the audience in the beginning and even still now, the key is to collaborate with other people who have an audience, um, especially a similar audience to yours. You want to collaborate with as many people as possible to cross promote, cross drive traffic. You know, for example, uh, some of my following that might now be watching your show to hear the interview and then you gain all those new people and vice versa. 
Yes, it's amazing. It's it's like um, I think I recently heard this quote: "Competition's an old model." And I think if we really can share and help each other, that's that's the best way. It's funny you say that. Actually, I found you, Amanda. I don't know if I told you this through Robin and Quinn and the Healthy Cooking Camp girls when you were on their show. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just a perfect example of that. Um, oh, so funny. Yeah. So. Talking a little bit more about your career and this life that you've built for yourself, what do you love most about the career and the business you've built for yourself? So many things. Um, I really feel like it. this community of women is just so, like the Fit, Strong, and Sexy women that, have, that are kind of part of this community, it feels like I have this community of inspiring girlfriends that are all positively influencing each other. It's not even, I feel like sometimes they give, I get back more than what I put out there just in terms of like, you know, the messages, the emails that are, people have like changed their lives and it's not just about weight. They might get into it for an aesthetic reason, but they're like, you know, this has helped me in so many ways. It has really transformed my life. And there's this amazing, incredible network of women that are really from all over the world that we've never met each other and yet we're all in the same journey and to hear other people's struggles to hear their achievements I think that that is one of the things that it fuels me every day um and and you know the the diversity of the women and the diversity of the struggles and the careers and lives it's just honestly incredible to hear that someone in like Bangladesh is doing uh, a hit cardio tabata workout of mine and, you know, writing in English about it um, and, how, and how great they now feel because they were having a, a believe on a crappy day and now it just changed their entire day and they got into fitness. And this is like someone that, you know, has never like ventured into exercise. Oh, amazing. It's so heartwarming. I love those stories. Um, Me too. I love, I love messages. I love personal messages. I, I love them. I've made friends, many friends with some of my community members virtually that way. It's really cool what the internet can do, and it can really make the world so much smaller, and, and I just i am super grateful for it. Um, I The positive comments and the positive feedback are amazing, but I would love your, um, your advice on negative comments, on any kind of feedback that you receive. I know you had a great video with Bex about this, um, just some flack that you received, because I received the same stuff, and what you spoke about in that video was really, really inspiring. How do you let that not get into your head and keep going and, and moving forward towards your dreams, even when there might be negative feedback? Um, I think that's a great point to bring up. As you know, as anybody that watches my videos or has Googled me, one of the main topics of conversation is that I am too skinny and that I, you know, I've got everything from being diagnosed with an eating disorder from someone sitting behind their computer screen to um, being told to eat a cheeseburger. And I think that what I've decided to, I mean, first of all, my size is always, is, is the reason that you, know, you have to use everything to your, everything happens for a reason. I was tiny my whole life. I was self-conscious as a little girl and it ended up being my ticket, my, my ticket to a greater world. I went from a small town in Northern Canada to, I mean, now to all over the world because my small body was my tool. I was a really good runner because of it. So you can kind of find... Um, there's, there's kind of positives and, and weaknesses to everything and it's all how you look at it. And I'm past the point of having to feel like I need to defend myself, um, against that. But the bigger issue is that because 
what it, putting myself out there in that way and people seeing those kind of comments shows that it's okay to make those kind of comments. And it's not. Because you never know whether or not someone is sick or not. You never know what someone is going through. And they, you know what, my, so my struggle has always been, okay, you're too skinny. But you, someone else's struggle might be something totally different. But everybody has their own struggle. Everybody has something you're self-conscious about. And so just to point that out in that way, making it okay to diagnose somebody that you don't know or to tell some, if you really are concerned about someone, you're not going to tell them to eat a cheeseburger. And if someone really is struggling with an eating disorder, telling them to eat a cheeseburger is probably one of the most dead, harmful things you can do. We're all women. We're all in this journey together. We all need to uplift and support each other and not tear each other down. Mm, yes. I, I mean, I'll just say just to explain to the listeners, when, when I saw that video, which I'll post below with you and Bex talking about this topic, it was super inspiring just to hear someone in the same boat and a, such a great outlook on it because those comments can be really hurtful, right? And yeah. to hear you coming out of it with such um, grace and ease and just the way you spoke about it was was just really inspiring. So I'm glad we brought that up. Um, oh, thank you. No, I appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah. So what is next for you? What's your long-term vision for your brand and this um, amazing community you've created? Lots of stuff going on. So the Fit, Strong, and Sexy community is just launched softly in 2014. It'll get a lot bigger while doing tons of new full-length videos every week. So you'll basically get like a new workout DVD in full-length um, monthly ones. Um, we're kind of working on really building out the site so that everybody has their customized training program. They have 24-hour access to me where I will literally, um, any questions that a member has, I email them back. So we, we do. I will be capping the number of um members at any point so that I want to be able to service everybody. Um, but we also have a 24 hour customer service team that has, can help you with most, almost any questions. Um, I think that's sort of the future is being able to have programs that are built toward things that are more than just a program. It's more of a lifestyle that's tailored around you and your background and your life. Um, and then I'm also working with Lionsgate in 2014. Um, we're producing a DVD, um, that I'm shooting actually next week in LA and we're doing, I'm also, um, coming out with a seven minute series show, which is, um, based on the New York times study article that came out about the seven minute workout. Um, and so I'm doing that with, uh, Lionsgate's producing that, um, on their BeFit channel. Um, and I'm hoping to get into, I love fashion as much as I, and I love food as much as I love fitness. I think it's all intertwined into this fabulous lifestyle and, I'm going to start doing, um, I'm going to start to start to explore, um, the idea of doing different kinds of clothing and, um, also cooking classes, um, whether they're virtual or in person or both. Um, and it, it, I almost call them like cheap classes. They're like more like girls night out cocktail parties where we just do a, a, trip, a typical recipe that's not great for you and make it, um, no guilt, like doing a chocolate mousse pie that actually tastes good without all the calories. Because that's kind of the stuff that we real women want. We all want to be healthy and eat whole, clean foods all the time, but we want to indulge sometimes. And like, how do you indulge and yet not feel too guilty about it? And so like, those are kind of fun classes that I love to, love to do. And I love to kind of get my group of friends together and do them. I figure why not do them um, digitally or in certain cities. 
Amazing. I love that. That sounds really fun. So um, something else that I'm curious about and I would love for you to tell, you know, people, I'm thinking about people who are listening to this maybe, what would you say to someone who's just getting started with fitness, who maybe really has the hunger and wants to get started and change their life for the better, but um, exercise isn't part of their daily routine? How would you advise someone to get started? Oh, absolutely. Great question. It does not have to be overwhelming. You can start out with, start out small, start out by going for a walk, start out with a, you know, a a 10 minute YouTube video that you can do in your living room. No one has to see you. You don't need any equipment. I have a ton of them online or you can Google a million others. Um, you know, just start, start with anybody can start with five or 10 minutes. Um, and then build up. My, my mom is a perfect example. My mom is Italian and she's never exercised in her life. And the thought of it just intimidated her. She hated it. Um, she would never feel comfortable in a gym. And I, you know, after lots of pleading, I convinced her to just start doing some, some walking and some, you know, I would send her the odd video here and there. I said, just, just watch it, just watch it, just try and modify the steps. And of course she did her own modified version and I'll never forget the email and where I was sitting the day she sent me an email that said that, um, she couldn't believe that her, she saw her body doing things that she never would have thought, you know, when she first watched that video that sounded impossible to her. And, and now she's, you know, seeing the changes and she's feeling so strong. And I thought that made, I'm like, if my mom, my Italian mother who can't even think about the concept of a push up, is now doing daily workout videos and, and walking, that's huge. Mm, I love that. I like, it's so funny. Um, I can totally relate. And it's, it's really cool. You know, we're out here in the world putting out this work on health and wellness and really promoting what we believe in and what has really helped ourselves so much. And we want to help lots of people. But I was just actually talking to a friend about this. When it really comes down to it, I really just want to help my family. You know, like I want to help everyone. <laughs> but like that is... I get more joy from seeing my mom, you know, try a recipe or, or do something than, than almost anything else. So, um, you know, it really works when the, your family's honest about your the feedback, right? Exactly. Exactly. I love that. So amazing story. So now I want to get personal with you a little bit. You ready for it? Sure. Bring it on. Okay, cool. So I would, I, this is one of my favorite questions to ask everyone who comes on the show because I think it really gives us a nice glimpse into who you are as a person and kind of what it's like day in the life with you. So could you walk us through your morning routine and maybe like the first few, three or four things you do when you wake up and any specifics into how you start your day and why that's important to how the rest of your day goes? Yep, I start with, and it's actually on, I I did this, I did a video on it, my four-minute morning routine. Um, It's on my YouTube channel. If you Google, I think, four-minute routine on my channel. Um, But it's actually, like, the first thing I do when I get out of bed is this little routine, and it's, like, almost like I'm OCD about this routine, and it it starts every day better, and it's whether you, I work out that day or not, this is what I do. It starts with, like, kind of gets your blood flowing and gets your metabolism going, kind of wakes you up. Four minutes, that's it. I don't even think about it. I'm like, it's as, as mechanical as brushing my teeth. Then I brush my teeth, and then I um, have a smoothie, a Magic Bullet smoothie, um, and then I either head to the gym or I um, head to my first meeting of the day or head out to work or film or um, whatever it is that I'm doing that day. 
but that's it. I, it's get up. It's four minute energizer routine, brush teeth, get ready. And either, you know, it's usually followed by going to a workout. Um, for the most part, I get up pretty early and I try to get that in before anything. Nice. I love that. And we'll post the link to your four-minute routine um, below as well. So now I'd love to have you walk us through any evening rituals. What are some of your favorite ways to relax and and wind down after a long day? Mm, I love to cook and I love to bake, ironically. So my way of winding down is not watching TV. I get antsy watching TV. I like to be doing things with my hands all the time. Um, And I turn on music and I love, I cook just about every night, whether or not I go out for dinner or not, I still cook. Um, I find it very therapeutic and I also create lots of recipes, um, which I post all on the fit, strong and sexy plan, which I take every kind of recipe you can imagine and make it, uh, healthier, guilt-free. And I do a lot of that in, in my kitchen to unwind at night. I love that. Um, so speaking of food, this is a little scenario I have for you. Um, you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. So it's like 7 or 8 p.m. You've had a really long day. You just got home and you're super hungry for dinner, but you don't want to take a lot of time. What do you do slash make or eat? Um, actually, there's a link on my – you can actually find it on, on my site. This is my go-to. It's the um, – I call it the AR Fit um, scramble or stir fry. And literally, I'll just take everything in my kitchen, like every kind of vegetable you can think of, um, and, and and eggs, and throw it into a wok or a pan with uh, tomato sauce or whatever kind of sauce I have on hand. I mean, Bragg's amino acid, soy sauce, whatever it is, chicken stock, and just cook it. It's so delicious. You can have unlimitless amounts of portions, whatever kind of beans I have, protein, lentils, um, chicken, you can just throw it all in and literally in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you've got yourself like a huge, huge, um, platter of food. Um, I do that a lot. I also make a lot of sandwiches. I love, um, I love like toasted sandwiches. So that's pretty straightforward toast with anything on them from like ham and cheese to, you know, Genoa salami and provolone. Nice. So, um, what are you doing in your life that you're afraid of, but you're challenging yourself to do anyways? Um, now this might sound really um, cliche, and I don't want to sound like a self-help book, but I am trying to take more, to trying to scale back a bit and take more me time and and not feel like I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off at all times because it's started to wear on myself and it wears on you know, I see firsthand that it wears on all my relationships from my, you know, friendships to my family. Um, in terms of you just, there's a reason you, you cannot do it all. You have to figure out a few specific things that are important to you and cut out the fluff. And I'm working on sort of slowing things down a little bit and being able to, and that doesn't mean not being productive or not working. It just means being more efficient with my time and and cutting out the fluff. Yeah, I, I really like that, and I think that it's that's amazing advice for everyone, and it really kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning about um, keeping yourself safe and not pushing yourself to the point of injury and exercise. It's really the same thing with life. So I love that. So the last question, big question I want to ask you, and then I want to wrap with some fun quick-fire questions, but... Um, 
the name of this podcast, as you know, and the name of my blog is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, Amanda, what does living in a wellness wonderland mean to you? Oh, that's such a great question. I think living in a wellness wonderland is, um, it's a journey and it's not so much getting the, it's not so much getting to the end result. It's this, um, it's a lifestyle. It's basically exactly what I try to, um, share in like my, you know, in my fitness plans and my diet plans and my videos is that this isn't just about, you know, a certain kind of exercise or a certain diet plan or, you know, a certain thing that you do. It's, it's a, it's a kind of like a perfect storm of everything that you do and how you, how it makes you feel and how you balance everything else in your life. So I think that once you've achieved that sense of, um, you know, you, of balance and for everybody that's going to be different, that's your wellness wonderland. When you are happy and you're feeling balanced and, and, and saying balance is like achieving perfection. There's no one way of, of balance for everybody. It's different. But when you finally come to that place where you feel, ah, uh, I feel balanced, I feel healthy, I feel happy, that's a wellness wonderland to me. Mm, amazing. I, I just love asking this question so much because every single answer I get to every wellness expert I have on this show is so unique and so beautiful. And and it's exactly like you said. I mean, it, it is a journey and it's a state of mind and it's really unique to each person. Just like one diet doesn't work for everyone, I like to get lots of different perspectives on fitness and diet and lifestyle. So that was really amazing. So now let's wrap up with some quick fire questions. So just say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Sure. Okay. Favorite color? Red. Favorite day of the week? Saturday. Favorite treat? Uh, chocolate. Favorite hour of the day? 5 p.m. Favorite winter vegetable? Um, is eggplant a winter vegetable? <laughs> sure. I really have no idea. What, I'm not great on seasons of veggies. <laughs> Favorite fruit? Uh, banana. Um, favorite breakfast, which I think you already told us. Mm, no, it's, um, it's kind of like a croque monsieur. <laughs> nice. Favorite on the go snack. Um, I, I eat a ton of protein bars, like anything that tastes good. I love premier proteins, cho mint chocolate crisp bar. Nice. What is one super superhero power you'd like to have for a day? To control time. Favorite vacation? Paris. Favorite movie? Forget Paris. <laughs> Favorite book? Um, that's a tough one. I, could, I don't think I can think of off the top of my head. Um, you can think about it and we'll post it below. Okay. Well, this has been amazing and so much fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to me chat with Amanda. And Amanda, will you let everyone know what's going on with you this week? Absolutely, yes. So tune in this week. Well, tonight I have my live Twitter chat at 8 p.m. Eastern time, so 5 p.m. Pacific. And then this week starts 
I'm all I'm over the top Christmas Nazi and I love Christmas and holidays and giveaways. So um, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, which hopefully the link is the the link is below. Yes. Um, oh, thank you. There um, on Thursday we start my ho- for the ho- hot for the holidays um, workout series and giveaway series. So to all the giveaways will be posted on Facebook on my YouTube video, and every week through the holidays we'll be giving you a new a new workout video that um, you can do anywhere. Take it with you to your grandma's attic or wherever the heck your holiday travels are taking you. Um, and it's all free. And then also we're picking a new winner each week for all kinds, over $1,000 worth of merchandise, plus a new um, free membership to Fit Strong and Sexy for one member each week. Amazing. Cool. Well, we will have the links to all of that below. So you can check out Amanda and check out all of the amazing great workouts she has and great work she's doing in the world. So thank you, Amanda. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week. But until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me at Katie Dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on thewellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.